it's unusual for us to drop that many passes anywhere, anytime. So we'll go back and, and work on that. Um, you know, you got to take care of business, and these guys know that. And so we've got to fix that. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Andy Reid after the Chiefs lost 21-20, the Lions in the season opener. NBC with the calls there. Uh, the Dropskis, Trista, were about as bad as they could possibly be in that game. Now, it, it's it's we knew no matter what, Travis Kelsey, as important as he is to that team, is as important as any player is to any team offensively besides quarterback. That being said... You got these are professional wide receivers, professional pass catchers, and they all all looked like they had olive oil on their gloves. Kadarius Tony specifically was horrible. I think he had five drops. Many of them could have been easily the game losing drop. Yes. The the, the add them up. The drop <laughs> fumble into the Brian Branch touchdown. Uh, bad. That yes. was the one where you're like, okay, well that's about that might have been the, that was probably the difference maker, honestly. Yeah going from winning potentially easily because there's quite a bit of time left if you ended up getting a stop, come back and score again, then our bet gets blown in terms of the spread. But no, Brian Branch right there like a dog. Kadarius Tony, just slippery fingers. It is just remarkable how bad they looked for the most part except for MVS with that one 30-yard catch. I mean, a 34-yard catch. You had a Justin Watson caught a 26-yard. Yeah, like there were flashes, but the reality of this is they're going to need Travis Kelsey the entire season. And now look, you expect him probably back week two. And then you don't really panic as much because, you know, so much of the attention is going to be on Travis Kelsey. They're going to scheme differently. They're going to get guys involved in different ways where the Chiefs will be in a good spot. Like right now, if I said to you, hey, Trista, do you think that the Chiefs could finish the season as a top five offense in the NFL? I'd say, yeah, sure. Probably. So, like, right now I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, my God, the Chiefs are in trouble. Because we do this after one week all the time. We panic all the time when we see a small sample size. The reality is the Chiefs looked bad because guys were dropping balls. But this can get turned around in just one week. But the only issue is, what if Travis Kelsey finally does get to that point where he starts getting hurt more, nagging injuries, whatever the case is? Then they've got themselves a problem. Yeah, and the thing that, back to your first point about the offense being okay. So I would say the thing that probably hasn't been discussed that much is that just the presence of Travis Kelsey out there being effective makes every other receiver's life a lot easier, right? When you don't have Mm -hmm. a true number one, then you're not, you know, defenses are going to be able to to scheme in a way that gives you less advantageous opportunities. And then when then you add drops into it, and then there's like a psychological part to that too because everybody knows that their security blanket, Travis Kelsey's everyone's security blanket, not just Pat Mahomes, right. not just Andy Reid's. It's, it's Carrier's Tony's, Tony's security blanket. It's Justin <laughs> yeah. Watson's security. Everybody's like, okay, if we have a third and six, just give it to Kelsey in the seam. Like, just go there. So without him, everyone's feeling the pressure a little bit more. The Lions start to score more where you feel like you need to do more. So, yeah, I think they're going to be fine. All I'll say is you're right. Without Travis Kelsey, this is a very pedestrian offense. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Jacksonville week two next week. Uh, That total's sitting at 50. Obviously, that'll move a lot 
as as time goes on. Who knows what will happen with Jacksonville against the Colts this weekend. But, you know, you are going to have to figure out if you're the Chiefs. Like, there has to be somebody else besides Kelsey. There just has to be. And the one guy that did stand out to me, that we did have a drop to, is Rasheed Rice, the yeah. rookie. Five targets, three catches, 29 yards, had himself a touchdown. That's the guy where, they, they, you know, like they always find somebody. There's always, there's always, like, these types of offenses where you're spreading it around so much, there always is that one young guy that kind of steps in and you start to realize, oh, he's got some talent. Right. Okay, he can play. I would keep an eye on Rasheed Rice and maybe even his props as we go week to week because the market's not going to adjust right away. If he starts getting more targets, you're going to at least see if they're going to him, it gives you an opportunity for maybe a low receiving total of like, 29 and a half receiving yards or something along those lines where you start taking the over if he gets five or six targets a game and Patrick Mahomes is comfortable with him yeah. well then you might be able to cash in on that for at least a couple weeks before you start to see an adjustment if you get that consistency though yeah and if you're a team like the Chiefs and you take a wide receiver in the second round even when you're in the middle of Chris Jones issues and negotiation talks right like maybe they should have taken a defensive player in the second round but that just gives gives you the idea that they have quite a bit of faith in Rasheed Rice and that they're going to use him they need to use somebody Mm -hmm. I don't know this is a kind of a non sequitur but I'm not sure why they just didn't get the the D-hop deal done because D-hop on that team gives you a whole lot more flexibility I I mean I maybe they just didn't want to pay him anything yeah maybe they were worried that they were it was going to mess up what they have in terms of their offense and their flow when spreading it out. But, like, I don't... Yeah, to really me, have a deep threat besides MVS. He is a burner, but he's not D-Hop. And it just doesn't... Yeah, it never made sense to me. I always felt like Buffalo and Kansas City were the two spots that made sense. And if you're D-Hop, like, don't you want to go where you're going to have either Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes throwing you the football? Yeah, yeah. It, it never made sense to me. And maybe they look at this now and they regret it. Now, after one week, Andy Reid, I'm sure, is not panicking. Like, I don't think Andy Reid's sitting there like, oh, my God, we're screwed. But you do have to at least take what you saw, work on it in practice, and then figure out, like, who you can actually count on besides those two. I think that's that's the one thing where, I mean, if – if it's Kelsey and nobody else, that is going to be a problem because there are defenses that are good enough in the NFL. They're going to have linebackers that can match up one-on-one even with Travis Kelsey yeah. and make it difficult, let alone getting a couple guys on him and making it even more difficult for Mahomes to get him the ball. Yeah, and if so Juju was pretty good for them last year, and you get rid of him or let him go, and then you don't really replace him. That was what I didn't understand. You mm-hmm. had MVS last year. Uh, you had Kadarius Tony last year. You obviously pick up uh, Rasheed Rice in the draft. You had Sky Moore last year. So, who did you get that was a game pl- like a game breaker on your team to add to the offense? Are you just so arrogant that you think that anyone that's on the field, Pat Mahomes, is going to be able to get the job done? As as the brilliant and wise philosopher once said, Giselle Bündchen, uh, <laughs> you can't you can't catch the ball too. <laughs> it's true. Pat Mahomes can't pass and catch. And clearly, none of Mahomes' receivers can catch the ball either. That's what I'm saying. And right? that's yeah, like that's he can put it in the right spot, but if their hands don't actually physically bring the ball in, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's on a rope. And it counts as an interception if it's tipped by a receiver. They drop yep. it, and then it goes to someone else for a pick six. Rough. So like that. That was his first interception on a week, in a week one game in his career, too. And it really wasn't Shouldn't even his fault. Should not have counted. No, it's the people that... I think it should be I, called a fumble. I, I, mm. Almost the... Oh, 
a fumble, or they just make up a whole new category. Because yeah. technically, there's a you know a, a reception can also be a fumble, or a drop in, or it's a half an interception. Yeah, half an interception. Because sometimes like it may not be an it may not be an on target throw, but the receiver still gets his hands on the ball and then it gets tipped. So maybe you make it. I've seen people say that like you should make it a half an interception. You have half sacks. And Why then, not? And then Kadarius Tony should get a half an interception yeah, too. That's true. And then get fined for dropping the ball. But yeah. you know, really, the two that stood out to me though, Rasheed Rice. The other one was Isaiah Pacheco. Where if I'm looking at Rasheed Rice week by week, for now, I'm taking the over on his receiving props because it looks like there's going to be some targets going totally. his way. And then Pacheco, I'm looking at total yards. I'm not looking at rushing Thanks. or just receiving because you don't you yes. don't know what you're going to get game by the game. Thousand percent caught all four of the balls thrown to him. 20, Thirty-one yards. Twenty-three yards. Eight attempts. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, he was getting touches on both both ends. And that's that's really the type of guy I think that we saw now, it's clear, the Chiefs already have the experience with him, the comfort level with him after last season. He's now going to take on a bigger role, and he's just so valuable doing what, you know, to a point, how many other running backs do we see in the NFL that are able to do this? I mean, we saw Jameer Gibbs last night, a little bit, a limited role. I thought he'd get more receptions, but he's going to be that type of player. Christian McCaffrey's that type of player. Debo Samuel's that type of player. Like, you go down the list, there's more and more running back slash wide receivers in the NFL that kind of do both, and they're really, really valuable to these offenses where a lot of coaches today say, we want guys that can do multiple things. Yeah, and I would say this too, until Travis Kelsey comes back, and we don't know if he's going to be back next week uh, against Jacksonville, but if he doesn't come back, then the I'm scared of Mahomes philosophy or stance, I went against my better judgment by taking the un- and not taking the under on his passing yards, mm-hmm. which was I believe two hundred. We talked about that. Remember, it was like can't do it. I can't just can't take the under on Mahomes. Seventy-eight and a half ends up with thirty-nine attempts, two hundred twenty-six yards. I thought maybe they'd run the ball a little bit more. They didn't. Uh, the The rushing numbers were absolutely abysmal. But still, Pat Mahomes' attempts is going to be in play. Pat Mahomes mm. under on his yards are going to be in play, and probably the under on his touchdowns. Tell you what, though, I am looking forward to that Jacksonville Kansas City matchup. Oh yeah! Oh, those two quarterbacks. I mean, we got to see what first. Let's see what Do happens. Head to head. Oh take man! Trav- tra- take uh, Trevor Lawrence over Pat Mahomes. That head to head value is going to be massive. I actually really, really like that because yeah, if you know, I mean, if you have if you have Kelsey, Jerry Goff did it? If you have Kelsey, yeah, you're going to be looking at everything Kelsey's wise. But yeah, I mean. And by the way, you know Jared Goff has the longest streak right now in the active streak in the NFL right now without interception. That's crazy. It's like 350 attempts or something. Ding, dunk. Yeah, but it works. And you yeah. know what? That's sometimes like what we don't see enough of this. And it's not just obviously in football. We see it in other sports too, where like coaches don't tailor things to individual skill sets of players. They try to like put that square peg in a round hole. They always yeah. say like for a while I would see players like John Wall somebody I always remember where he would try to turn into a three point shooter and he wasn't like let, let the guy play in the mid range if he's a good 15 foot shooter like let him do that it's fine if Jared Goff is going to be efficient and move the offense dinking and dunking a little bit more he's not going to throw interceptions and they're going to keep moving up the field that's fine now I understand you want to have a guy that could take you know take the defense over the top you want to have somebody that's going to be a deep threat because that keeps at least one safety deep it spreads out the defense I understand all that but if your quarterback can't do it, work to their strengths. It puts you in a much better spot than if you're sitting there trying to do something they can't, and you got to bench them because it's not working, even though it's kind of on the coach's fault, too. Or they lose all confidence and they never play another down and there's also that in too, their life. Which is the worst thing to do. That happens all the time. Players are not being properly u- used or utilized. You try to make somebody into who they're not, and then all of a sudden they're 
checking people out at Best Buy. <laughs> well, the thing is, if Jared Goff played no more football the rest of his career, he'd be a very rich man oh, still. Oh, thousand percent. So he's probably, he won't have to work at Best Buy if he doesn't want to, so. Uh, if you really didn't already know what the Coach Prime effect was, wait till you hear these numbers next. It's BetMGM Tonight.